You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. March is here, baby, and that means it's tournament time on Midco SN. From the NSIC to the Summit League to the NCHC, we've got the games that matter most in the region's top conferences, and we've got the best crew on board to bring them to you. Keep it tuned to Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of the Build Shaves Podcast, taping this on Monday, March the 4th. Another frosty morning up in Grand Forks, but it's exciting. The calendar's flipped. Tournament action is taking place. Spring's not too far off. It's a good time to be alive, along with Bill Shaves and David Polsky. I'm Alex Seidert. Bill, big week. Yeah, big week we just came off of and the big week coming up. Yeah, huge week. But you're right. I think they're saying in the maybe the 10-day forecast, we're heading to like the 20s and then 30s. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> so that's exciting. Uh, you know, we can talk spring sports. We can talk uh, tournaments. They're all just right. It's like a collision of a lot of things yeah. going on right now. But it's a huge week. Yeah. I, I'm i really um, jazzed up to go down to Sioux Falls. I, like I said, I, I, I think, you know, the summit just has had a great, great, um, you know, tournament atmosphere. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. If you're a UND fan that is considering, you know, weighing the options, you know, should I go down? It's, it's unfortunate the way things played out because the UND men will play Saturday on night. Saturday night yep. against Omaha at, at an 8.30 tip. The women won't play till Sunday afternoon. And there's hockey, of course, going on up here as well. And there's a lot of other stuff going on. But if you're trying to decide, do I make the trip down? Do I want to watch, you know, games? It is just such an incredible atmosphere and an environment down there. And it's, it's well worth the trip. Again, assuming the weather is going to be okay. And it sounds like maybe we are going to get hit with some snow this weekend. But you just can't beat March Madness and having that, you know, winner go home type setting in a great environment. And it is. I mean, it's it's a beautiful facility. The fans come out in full force. And this is, you know, your first foray into this. I just can't encourage you enough. Go take advantage of seeing your team supporting your squads in an atmosphere like this. It's it's just the best. Yeah, no doubt. Our, our teams will be excited for it. And uh, yeah, I, you know, like you, you mentioned, 8, 8.30, got the seven seed on the men's side playing an Omaha team. Uh you know, obviously, he's had a really good year. So, uh, so work cut out there, and then the ladies uh, ended up with the sixth seed, which I think we pretty much were locked into. It seemed like it for, like a, for a long time. Yeah. You kept mentioning that it really would have taken a kind of a weird set of circumstances to get out of the six, and so we're in the six. Uh, you know, in, in, you know, going to the three uh, three seed on two, was at two o'clock on Sunday, right? Yeah, two thirty. Yep. Uh, two thirty on Sunday. Got it. And so that will be uh, that will be an interesting uh, matchup for us as we play what DU. Correct. So yeah. uh, you know, so that will be a uh, that will be um, you know again we we played actually pretty good against DU twice. And so uh, you know, but that will be uh, that will be a challenge. Obviously, if they've had a good year as well. Yeah. What's unique again in both of these matchups for the men and the women hoops teams? They're playing teams, even though, again, they're the seventh seed and the sixth seed, respectively. But they're playing teams that they have played with and lost to by one point in both situations. Lost to Omaha, the men did, 92-91 on a tough last-second shot. And then the women, it took an over, it took a, a prayer three-pointer yep. for DU with .1 seconds left to send that game into overtime. So even though you wouldn't be favored in either, either situation, 
both UND teams, I think, should have confidence going up against a pair of squads that are ranked much higher than they are in terms of standings. Yeah, every every tournament's about matchups, and it seems like you know those matchups we we've been okay. Sometimes you know sometimes it flips, right? Sometimes we just have a great matchup over somebody else, or vice versa. That but this time, uh, you know, I think our teams are going to go down there confidently, and uh, you know, you just uh, at this point in time, hey, everyone literally hate to say it, but everyone is zero and zero, and so you've got to go do your thing. UND gets to this point after road splits this past week. Again, yep. great performances on both ends on yep. Thursday out in Fort Wayne. The men coming up with a big win. Great comeback in that game. And then it was a little bit of a comeback from Fort Wayne, and UND kind of had to hold on at the end. But it, but 32 points, a career high for Cortez Seals. Big win there. The women, a similar story earlier in the day. Great contributions from Melissa Daly, Julia Fleece. Kids really stepping up to, to get a big win over Purdue-Fort Wayne. Didn't matter in terms of standings, but... To get that victory, get a little momentum going. Uh, both them would lose on Saturday to, to two pretty good South Dakota teams. But still, two tough road games back-to-back -back like that to kind of enter the tournament one-and-one and, one and at least feeling good about yourself. Both seem to be in pretty good position, too. Maybe make some noise against higher seeds coming up this weekend. I would agree. And, you know, I, I don't know what this means, Alex. You know, you're it, it doesn't matter. You only can play the game that's in front of you. Yeah. But you, you did avoid uh, the number one seed on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I but again, I, you just got to go in and, and, and win the game that's in front of you. Yeah. Uh, the number one side, by the way, number one seed, excuse me, on both men's and women's happen to be the Jackrabbits from South Dakota State. Uh, USD is the, the two seed on the women's side. Omaha, of course, the team that UND is playing is the two seed on the men's side. And it's, there's, there's a lot of good teams. It feels like to me like it's been all season. The men's bracket is pretty much up for grabs. Anybody can kind of come through any given night and beat anybody else. The women, it'll be interesting to see if anybody takes out SDSU or USD before the championship game, but that's why they play the games. You that's just why you play know. the games. Yeah, th those know. two teams have separated themselves throughout the year. There's no doubt about that. And so I guess, you know, you would say it, chances are, it, you know, I think that if, if you were probably uh, thinking through, you know, those two probably have a little bit wider margin on the women's side than, than the men's side. But, you know, again, you just absolutely never know and so we just uh, we've got to go down and just play our best ball and uh, you know sometimes hey there could be foul trouble things happen things yeah. happening in tournaments crazy things sometimes happen don't they, they do. uh, you no, know they do. Yeah. And, and so you just have to go down and uh, and go get your game plan together and just execute it We've seen that a little bit, if you've been paying attention to the D2 ranks in the NSIC tournament. Yep. We saw Minnesota State Mankato on the men's side, number one team, you know, conference champs in the South. They lose to a Crookston team that it really, I don't think it ever won a game in the NSIC tournament. It just goes to, and that was a, there was a home site game in, in the first round. So there were a lot of upsets in that basketball tournament, which is going on right now down in Sioux Falls. You just, it's such a sport where there's, you know, maybe not parody, maybe isn't the right word, but when you just have five guys on the floor at a time or five girls and there's only, you know, it's a one-off. It's not a series. It's a one-game situation. If you're cold and the other team's hot and things can happen. No so, doubt. And, so it makes and, it fun. And, and, and you know, it's, at some stage of the game, in, I, I was watching last night. I thought it was such a, a good 30 for 30. There's a lot of good 30 for 30s. Yeah. But it was on the NHL network on the, uh, on, on, on the Russian players from 1980. Hmm. And uh, just tremendous. Uh, just kind of their story, if yeah. you will, but mainly about Fatisov and, uh, and how that worked. And, and I watched, you know, it, from their eyes and their lens of – uh, you know, six minutes to go in the game, five minutes in the pressure and what they were trying. And hey, you get certain teams in 
quote unquote, they might have a higher rank next to you, but you get into a game, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a great one, by the way. I really enjoyed that. That's, Wasn't that great? Yeah, great. Great 30 for 30. I, I always thought, by the way, in that episode, not to go into too much of a tale, when they talked about the facilities at Lake Placid, oh. how they were staying basically in a jail cell, essentially, like they were in they a were. penitentiary. They and actually that's, were. That's where they were. I mean, it's, that's incredible. They actually were. Nice job. I mean, so there was nice that. Nice job, U.S. Olympic Committee. That was just, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and really, that wasn't that long ago no, no. that you sort of say that out loud. Yeah. We we're going to kind of put them over here. And I loved, I loved the guy that, that it was from Lake Placid. He was perfect i mean you just, yeah. just said yeah no it, it's actually okay you know it kind of gives you a college campus feel <laughs> which i'm not sure what that said about college campuses college campus if your college campus was a prison that's exactly right so there is barbed wire over there <laughs> i'm just saying oh <laughs> uh, well hopefully our kids will not be staying in those types of environments down in sioux falls this weekend and the Summit League tournament. It will be tremendous. And like you said, the facilities, um, I, th- I think just for uh, whatever we want to call it, I'm just going to call it Division One uh, conference. I'm not even going to say mid-major. For a Division One conference tournament, w- what an awesome I- environment yeah. and, and atmosphere, and I look forward to being a part of it. Yeah, I'd put it up against any in the country. Yep. Really, and I really, yep. that's not that's, that's not neat. Just, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. We're pumped for it. Um, again, if you can't make the trip down, just a reminder, MidcoSN has all these games live, so starting with the quarterfinals on yep. Saturday at noon all the way through the semis. ESPN will pick up the championship games on Tuesday, but we got we got you covered. Four games in each day, three days straight, all on MidcoSN. Plus all the interviews. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the fun part. So we'll come on live at 11.45 in the morning, and we'll be live until 10.30, 10.45, 11, whatever, whenever things wrap up in that final Kudos. game. Kudos. Post-game press conference, we'll get the coaches up in the in the studio. It's it's really fun. They it's really neat. It, Our crew, um, Nate Ahmed, who's our – executive producer of our North Dakota groups and putting together video and Matt just trying to figure out who the matchups are going to be, all that stuff that's been in the works for weeks and weeks. And it's really our Super Bowl from a basketball perspective. And we're really excited about it. So, It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be awesome. great. Good stuff coming up this weekend. Again, starting on Saturday on the hockey side of things, much like the, the mass the basketball teams coming off road splits, same thing for the hockey this weekend, going out to Colorado Springs, yep. Uh, two two low scoring games, you know, uh, three mm-hmm. to one loss on Friday, a two to one win on Saturday, mm-hmm. just kind of thin margins. But the team's certainly bouncing back with a really good performance in game two after facing a hot goaltender on Friday night. You can just see every week, third straight week they've had a split. And just finding that consistency has kind of eluded this team. But again, the signs are there that they can still beat anybody in the country any given night. Yeah, you know, it just <clears throat> feels like they. Uh, the, the team is just in a uh, uh, kind of in that mode, so to speak, for whatever reason. It's it's just an, it's a kind of a split split type uh, you know weekends that we've been going through. And so yeah, I you know um, I thought Peter Tomey played really really good, kept us in yeah. even even early on on Saturday. He just uh, it, it could have been it could have been easily two nothing early on. And so uh, he di- he's done a nice nice job uh, coming back from injury. So that's been uh, great to see. And yeah, you know, you go into this weekend and, uh, there, there, and I say this with all due respect, there's, there's life for us still. I mean, we can't go down to number six. We we're locked in at no, no, no worse than fifth, but could get to fourth if, if things break right. But the only way they break right is if you sweep Omaha. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's narrow margins coming into this weekend, Western Michigan with a four point lead in the, the race for home ice. Western plays at Miami, a, a Miami team that right now is in a battle for the seventh spot and has been playing better lately. Western, by the way, has gone into a bit of a tailspin because a couple of weeks ago, when we were out in Kalamazoo, 
Western pretty much, not that they had locked up the three seed or anything like that, but they were kind of in, it was two, three, four. They were kind of in that battle near the top. They were closer to Duluth than they were to kind of the rest of the mm -hmm. group. And since then, they've lost three straight. They've given up in the last three games, eight goals, five goals, and eight goals. And they've got some goaltending issues. And so even though you wouldn't put money on Western losing two more against sort of a so-so Miami team, anything's possible. And, it, you know, if at it's, Miami, if it's a, at Miami, as a road game, Oxford's a tough place to play. They yep. always seem to find a way to play well at the end of the season. If you win these sweeps and Western loses in overtime and loses outright, UND is going to be hosting the Broncos yep. next week in the NCHC quarterfinals. It's crazy. Yeah, there, there's no, nothing uh, like an easy weekend in the NCHC. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't you, exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. So, so you know, um, yeah, we just have to kind of take care of our business and see, see what transpires. And, uh, yeah, you, it feels like I, probably if we put a statistical, you know, equation out there, it's probably about a 90-plus percent chance that we're going to play the Broncos. And it's just a matter if it's going to be here or there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, UND – Split, of course, in Kalamazoo earlier this season. They were swept here. So if it comes down to a tiebreaker, Western gets that. That head-to-head -head tiebreaker will go the way of the Broncos. So two points is the magic number for Western Michigan to clinch that four spot. So be a, be a Miami fan this weekend. Mm -hmm. Be a UND fan, of course, first and foremost. Maybe maybe root for the Red Hawks a little bit. A little if bit. You're, if you're spreading out that allegiance a little. That's exactly right. Um, one cool thing from this weekend out in Colorado Springs, just seeing, you know, it's another weekend where UND has just been banged up. And, and talking with Brad Berry this morning, that's kind of part of the reason why consistency has been an issue because they've not been able to rotate guys and you get, you're playing guys that are banged up anyway and there's no opportunity to get them a little bit of rest. But he's hopeful that guys will be coming back this weekend. And you can see Nick Jones made the trip, didn't play, but skated around a little bit on Thursday. He's improving and healing and obviously a big part of this team, a senior that wants to come back for senior day. They're hopeful that... You know, some of the other guys that have been banged up, guys like Joel Janitween, and maybe, you know, Grant Mismatch is skating again. Maybe he'd be ready in time for the playoffs. So there's some things there that maybe the Cavalry's coming. Just maybe. But, maybe. But they've done a nice job with, with being able to perform, given the situation they've got with guys just being banged up and nobody on the bench to replace them. Yeah, and, you know, you just have to, uh, you know, you're going to play with, with five guys on the ice and a goalie, right? And yeah. so you just, you've got to go do, you know, that's why you need to go deep in your roster. And uh, some, some guys maybe have to be ahead of schedule in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, when you have the opportunity, you got to seize it. So uh, and we've got some good performances from some young guys, and so that, that, that will bode well as we're moving forward. But, yeah, if you can get a full roster, and I'm not sure who has really a full roster right, right now, right? Point, I mean, yeah. not at this point. But, but at the end of it all, it's, it'd be nice if we got a couple, uh, couple uh, fresh bodies. Nice yeah, little shot in the arm. Oh, that'd be huge. It yeah. would be huge. It would be great. You know what would be interesting is, uh, thinking of Colorado Springs, is that it, it appears – that Denver probably will finish third, and CC will finish sixth. We'll finish sixth. They're playing this weekend. Yep. Then they're gonna have to turn right back around and play again. That's that's kind of one of those interesting you know deals. And they played on Tuesday, by the way, of this I past know. week as well. That makeup game. So we were saying that would be potentially if that best of best of three series goes three. Yep. You'd be looking at six games between your most heated rival in a span of about 19 days. It's amazing. That's a lot of games against a school that you really dislike in a short period of time. That's right. That'll be a fun series to keep track of. Again, that's that's kind of the most likely one right now in that 3-6. So something, something to look forward yep. to. Um, I want to talk to you quickly pairwise. North Dakota right now is in the 20 spot, mm -hmm. which is where they were basically entering this weekend more. Like they're 18, I think, coming in. They've fallen back a little bit. But when you look at it as you zoom out and kind of go through it, there are lots of great websites where you can project out what what the pairwise number would be should this game go or 
looking ahead to this coming week, what would happen if this, by the way, have you gotten into that at all? Do you kind of sit down? Okay, Bill shakes his head. I didn't figure. That's kind of, that's more for the, the, I don't know, the people that just have nothing better to do. And you're a busy man. So I, I understand. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I know, I know what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. is, 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 win, is win, win games. Win. I mean, I, I mean, I, now having said that, I think there's probably some things that'd be nice if so-and-so won versus that right. and it helps yeah. you. And I, yeah. I get all that. I, I, I really do. And, and I, I don't want to dismiss it at all because I think it's, I, I think it's awesome that you can do that, but it just, I know this. We got to get our guys in the best frame frame mentally possible to to go play a, a game, and, yeah. and 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 kind of the chips are going to fall where the chips fall. Um, I am one of those people that have some free time, so I did go through. Good. How did it out. work out? So the way things work, and we were doing this before this weekend. You know, the CC was 28th in the pairwise, and UND had the wiggle room to lose a game there and still be in okay shape as long as they beat Omaha and then win their NCHC quarterfinal series. And they would be able to move themselves up within reason, within range, you know, be up to 13, 12, you know, 11. Hmm. If they sweep in the quarterfinals, then you'd be at like wow. yeah, 11 or 10. Pretty interesting. And if you can win a game in St. Paul, then you'd be like eight yeah. or nine. And that's, so that's the thing. Even though when you look at it right now and you say to yourself, well, how is this going to play out? Can they still get in that large even if they don't win right. the frozen faceoff? They certainly can. The math adds up. If there's, as you said, as long as they win games and keep moving forward. So what I'll say is this, and it, it, I'll say two things. It's kind of cool that you can do that. Oh, it's it, You know what I mean? Cool. Which yeah. I find just, yeah. it, it's like no other sport does that. And I think it's just great. And I think there's a, you know, there's just a, enough data that, that suggests how this can work out because I've kind of thought through really the FCS playoffs should be done this way, but I just don't know if there's enough data points. Mm -hmm. You know, Mitch Wigness and I were talking about that and he just says, yeah, I just don't know. He says, you know, it's kind of like baseball, right? And batting average fluctuates. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it somewhat stabilizes to some degree and it moves forward. Once you get enough information out there and that's that's the thing with the college hockey season you're playing 34 games yep. or 30, 35 36 yep. if you go up north to alaska but everybody's playing basically the same number of games yep. it's a large sample size fcs football you know it's a third of the games yep and i just and don't there, think it's enough. More, there are more teams i think that's what makes it hard more teams are playing totally. the sport fewer games to pick from you know you would figure though that there's got to be something that that could be generated but just maybe again there's just not enough data entry points so interesting i you know so really what what that leads you to believe is so you sit here today right march what are we march 4th Mm -hmm. so march 4th everybody's in the same boat then well you you have to have a good march yeah I mean, really, because there's certain yeah. there's a there's a cutoff line right now. But let's just say it's 28 and below. It, it really doesn't matter to some degree because you're probably not going to make it unless you win your tournament. Unless you have a great march. Unless yep. you have a great a great march. march. But out. but everyone to some degree has to have the, a similar march. Everyone's thinking the same thing. And truly, if you want to go play and, and get on a run you're going to have to figure out how to win four out of five yeah. or how to win five out of six, whatever it is. And so, you know, that's what's in front of the team. So, and they, they know it as well as anybody. They, they, they I'm sure, do the pairwise as well. <laughs> One of the cool things, I think, too, in college hockey is that it's a sport where if you do get hot at the right time, if yep. you get healthy, if you get a hot goaltender, et cetera, we've seen a lot of teams in recent years, Duluth being the most recent example of just sneaking in, just yep. being the last team in, and then – 
All you got to do is win four games. That's right. And and, and not easy. But no, no. And it's what's possible. and what's happened with us a little bit is, you know, I I don't know what's going to end up happening with Adam to some degree, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we can count on two goalies, yeah. which is huge. And then the other piece this weekend, I think, I'm just hopeful. Uh, you know, for for Nick and Rhett's sake, as seniors, I, I just I, I want them to put the proverbial biscuit in the basket this week. You know, that would help tremendously, and I think that would kind of hopefully maybe get things rolling to some degree. And you just never know at that point. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's opportunity potentially for the last time, maybe not to see this team you never know. at home in person. Yep. So be sure to get out and support 7:30 on Friday, 7 on Saturday, and the way things are going to work out, if you choose hockey over basketball this weekend, you'll be able to catch the majority of the men's basketball game after the hockey game because the UND Correct. men play at 8.30, also against Omaha. So, And who knows, that might even be bumped a little and, bit. You just never know. Hope for overtime in that, uh, that earlier game on Saturday evening between South Dakota State and Western Illinois. If that game goes long for whatever reason, not saying it will, but you never know. Never know. Maybe there'll be a lot of fouls. Maybe whatever. Yep. You might be able to be on an 8.45 start pretty soon. Boom, you're catching the majority of both these games. Or, you know, David Folsky is going to be clipping them all off anyway so you can catch all the highlights after the fact. You can do it all. You can do it all, everybody. You could actually watch it live and watch the clips. <laughs> you can do it all. So many options. Technology. Oh, what a great time to be alive. Right. You could be in the Ralph watching the hockey game in live time, real time, watching on your phone if you've got MidCoast Center, have ESPN Plus, whatever. You could be watching the basketball game as you're watching the hockey game. There's so many things you can do. Unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, that's hockey. Uh, softball, by the way, in warmer climates this past weekend, as they as as you will. Down 80, at, 84 degrees. Down Just talk to in the coaches. Florida. Man, not, not a bad place to be. Ooh. And uh, and the, the ladies played great, winning four or five. Yeah. Stetson had her classic champions. Isn't that great? Not too shabby. That was pretty good. They actually, have won now six out of seven. Yeah. And seven, uh, seven and nine, if you want to stretch it back. All right. Far. Yeah. Got it. And so four out of five down there ever, after having lost to what Stetson won nothing in the, yeah. uh, that Friday game. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, found a way to beat them twice, uh, which was great. And so, yeah, I mean, I, that is just neat. I mean, I you know, come back and that gives a, a lot of confidence to the team. So uh, goes uh, go out to California this week it's going to be uh challenging very very challenging so we'll see what happens i know cal baptist has been very very good they play fresno state i think uh i think at the end they uh, end with montana Hmm. so uh um so that'll be you know obviously they 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 know that team a a little bit so and uc santa barbara so a couple three california schools They've been playing softball for a while this spring. And they sure outdoors have. Outdoors and all those things. Yes. So that, that makes a difference. But good, good for UND right now, though. Nine and ten overall, creeping towards 500. Another southerly trip coming up. So hopefully they can keep that momentum from this Florida swing rolling. Here's a good one. Jordan said to me that I guess, uh, I guess before every game – they uh, made sure and uh, gave the temperature in Grand Forks, so that was that. There was that, and then I guess a couple. I don't know who said it or said, "Geez, you're heading back there. It's whatever." And they're like, "Yep, yeah, no, it's good. Kind of hot here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of oh, hot here." Oh man, is that good? That's that's pretty good. Good yep. for them. That's yep. the right mindset, and that's the cool thing too. By the way, a lot of these kids. There are some kids that are local kids, yep. but a lot of them are from yep. California, Arizona. Yep. Maybe we got kids from you know kind of all over mm-hmm. the place on this on this UND team, and I think they've really embraced you know being here. And I think you see that with a lot of people that come to North Dakota, come to this campus. You know what? You sort of wear it on your sleeve, and it's it's a point of pride and emphasis that this is where we're from, and this That's is right. how we've survived this. That's and right. You guys are all soft in your eighty-four degree marches. That's exactly there. right. Good That's right. That was good. Oh, good stuff. Um, 
In, soft, indoor oh, track. Indoor track. Yeah, the big big uh, weekend coming up. So last time we potted, we were not sure who would be going to indoor nationals. We had a pretty good idea that Kylie Foster and Molly Detloff would have a good opportunity. They were both top 12 in their respective sports. But now we know for sure they're both going to be going to Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Molly, of course, in the weight throw. Kylie in the pole vault. It, big stuff. First two ever in UND history to be D1 indoor national cool. tournament qualifiers. So exciting stuff. You can follow those things. They'll have web streams of that going on on NCAA.com. So check that out coming up this weekend. Yeah, congrats. I mean, uh, just a, a neat, neat thing. And, uh, you know, that's a nice uh, nice bump for the program. And uh, anytime you can be the first ones to do something, that's yeah. just a really kind of a cool deal. Yeah, they keep setting records both from a UND perspective and also challenging for Summit League records as well. It's really cool, yep. really cool stuff. So yep. support those girls coming up this weekend. Uh, and then also spring football, by the way, started on Monday, or started on Friday, excuse me, March the 1st. Got started yes. on Friday morning. Yep. 15 practices on the way. Uh, a couple already in the books. I saw Bubba yesterday saying, hey, we're just excited to be playing again. So yep. it's it's fun to see the boys back on the football That's right. field. And thanks for everyone that made uh, the HPC possible. Yeah. I mean, truly. I, I mean, really, I, you can get work done. And uh, they're in there, you know, grinding. But those 15 practices make a difference. There's no doubt. And, you know, you try to get to a point where um, you know that there's some um, positions that need to be uh, filled based on, you know, the seniors that departed. So this gives you a chance to kind of figure that out before you get to uh, summer workouts and then uh, eventually fall camp. Yeah, good stuff there. It's going to be fun. Practices are open, by the way, to the public. If you go, uh, if you want to see specifically practice times, UND football, uh, the Twitter page there had that release out with, the, with when they're practicing. Again, most of the time they will be indoors, probably for the foreseeable future, given the forecast. But so go check it out. See Danny Freund's new offense. See some of the new guys out there taking reps. Uh, spring is a, a unique time because you've got some guys that are coming off maybe injuries or had surgery in the totally. offseason just to kind of get tooled up. So you see some of the young kids yep. playing in roles they might not necessarily be playing in in the fall. Yep. But you get just a glimpse of what the future is going to be. And it's, it's a really good time to see those kids come out and perform. No doubt. No doubt. A couple things this week. We've got um, – the last booster luncheon of the of the of the year so that's on friday so again uh lowell schweiger does a nice job uh, emceeing and so that will uh, kick off at noon over at uh, the alara center so uh, if you're interested in that feel free uh, again you do not have to be say a champions club member you can just go and and enjoy you don't necessarily have to eat either i mean you just can enjoy the uh, the program which will be great and brad usually brings i think his seniors over so i think he'll yeah, probably do that would be guys. my guess yep. yeah so uh, so that's kind of a neat deal and then Wednesday's always our coaches radio show too. So over the ground round. So that's uh, starts I think at six o'clock every every um, every Wednesday. So uh, if you're ever inclined, feel free to go over there as well. Good opportunities to yep. hear from some of our our best and brightest. Uh, I want to say a quick plug from the uh, fan luncheon from two weeks ago when Duluth was in town. It was fun to hear. It was senior weekend for the basketball teams. Really fun to hear from Lexi Claybo and Faith Dooley and Connor Avance. I think we talked about this on the pod a little bit last week, but uh, it, it's just so good to hear. Just these kids relay their feelings and their emotions about being, you know, being a part of this university and what those experiences have meant to them. And another opportunity to hear that this weekend, whether that's going to be Bob Anderson, who's been a walk-on goaltender that's meant so much to this team, even though he doesn't necessarily play in the games, or Nick Jones, who joined midway through the program. Um, we talked with Nick. We had some senior interviews with the guys earlier this week. And, like, Nick got emotional talking about his time here. And he's only been here, you know, for the better part of two years but this place has meant so much to him, and you can just see that on his face and in his answers, reminiscing about his time and looking back. And so a great opportunity this Friday at noon over the, at the Alaris to maybe hear a few more of those stories and get a chance to get, get kind of behind the curtain a little bit and see what it's meant for these kids. Yeah, you know, you know what ends up happening, and I, it, it, 
it just it happens to us all. I think, you know, it gets to a point where all of those seniors at that point just figure out how fast it really went. You know, you just sit there and you just you think it's going to go on forever. And all of a sudden now it's done. It's done. I mean, who knows? For many, that might be the last time you're really kind of suiting up in really a kind of a competitive atmosphere. Not that you're not going to go do some other things at some stage of the game or keep yourself, uh, you know, moving forward in other leagues and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it, it can get very, very emotional, which can then get tricky game day yeah. you know i mean it, it yeah. really can but you know uh they'll 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 weather it well and it'll be kind of neat to hear from them on friday yeah for sure so that's something to look forward to at the end of this week so a big week coming up you know it's going to be exciting stuff be sure to get out in person or watch on television or just follow on the web stream or whatever for all these different sports all these athletes that are competing exciting times here at the start of march anything else on your mind Bill? you know and before we flip to the b i think next week we're gonna pod on wednesday, wednesday. yep so we'll both be in sioux falls uh enjoying hopefully enjoying a deep run in the in the summer yeah. tournament for, yeah. for you and the men and women but if not uh, enjoying just some great basketball down there for a couple yep. extra days and so uh, so yeah, we'll push the release back a little bit to a Thursday next week. Yep. But so just we'll in have case perspective, we'll zoom out and we'll let you know what happens. I would assume many will. Uh, poor David has to listen to the B side, but many will uh, tune out now at the A side, and so therefore I wanted to get that in before that because we got a well couple done. things to talk about on the yeah, B side. This, this is your jumping off point for everybody who doesn't care about soccer. Um, <laughs> we, you know, before we get to that though, I want to ask you. Fire. Last week we talked about Manny Machado yep. getting a big contract from the Padres. Yep. I think it was ten years, mm -hmm. three hundred million. Yep. And then a couple days later, this this past week, Bryce Harper, kind of the yeah. other big domino to fall, yep. goes to the Phillies, 13 years, yep. $330 million. A, these are big investments, of course, for these people, which we expected them to be. Is it ever a good idea to give somebody a 13-year contract, Bill Chase? Well, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just seems like a long time, yeah. doesn't it? He's 26 right now. So yep. he will be 39 when yep. this wraps up. And this is, you know, people have joked that this is not quite the Bobby Bonilla contract where Bobby's still getting checks. Like, he is. They still they post Bob, that every Bobby year. Bonilla Bobby Day. Bobby Bonilla Day when that, when that comes in. And obviously Bobby's been out of the league for 20 years. Yeah. But this, this is still a, an extended period of time, big investment with a guy that's been very good. He's a, very, he's a superstar, but his numbers haven't always necessarily backed that up, especially in the postseason. Yeah. Feels like a big, uh, big swing there. Seems, the seems like... It's not unrealistic to say that right now there's a third grader that's going to be pitching to Bryce Harper at some point. <laughs> right? Yes. Right, right that's, now. That's, I don't know what yep. third grader it yep. is around the world, but somewhere along the line, that person is going to be pitching to Bryce Harper. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. Or See, Bryce is going to be sitting on his couch and still getting money on this contract. I know. I know. One I, of the two. I think – I don't know. I, I, maybe the Red Sox – are lucky in this sense. I, I don't know what got Philly to the point where that's what you had to do. Yeah. You know, because Howard was a tough one too for him. Oh, I yeah. mean, they that had was experience a, with this. I mean, overpaying for Ryan him. Howard. I mean, that that contract that didn't last long. Like his, his he fell off a cliff. I mean, as far as when he signed that deal to yeah. when it, it moved forward. Maurer. I mean, when did Maurer? I mean, did, how much would you say? I know David's a Minnesota fan, but I mean, how how much you know would you say that the contract he was outperforming the contract? You know, of a yeah. of that time frame, maybe half the time. I would say because it was an eight year deal. I actually just looked this up this morning. Maybe. Yeah, and I would say probably by year five. He wasn't the guy that they had signed. So basically, they, they yeah, correct. And it's just, it. yeah. And so this one, you're lucky if it's half of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I, I you know what? <laughs> I'm fine with both those signings. Yeah. The Red Sox got themselves in trouble when they signed Carl Crawford. Yep. Same deal. Same kind of thing. Um, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. Same deal. The, the market only has certain people on the market that year. Yeah. And you have to make a choice at that point. Are you going to go diving into that market? And it doesn't mean you're going to get the person the next year, but I'm more than happy with it. It's funny that neither of those two went to the Red Sox or Yankees. I think the Red Sox and Yankees, not many times they agree on things, they agreed on that. We're going to stay away. We're going to stay. Yeah. Again, it would be hard for the Yankees would have had to move somebody. Oh, and, yeah, they don't have the – and the Red, the Red Sox are very much in the same boat. They know that Mookie Betts is coming up. Yeah. And they know that – I mean, they've got guys they're going to have to pay that they want JD. to keep on their they're team. They're going to have to do JD. Same, same thing. So there's a lot of that. I think getting involved in something like this was never – the Red Sox were never really a player in this. The Yankees a little bit. Boston was – Never even in the conversation, not, and, I, and that's not something either one of them. I think we both were just we're fine. good. Then we're we good. This we're good. Just yep. fine. Yep. Just fine. Have fun. Yep. Uh, I did love, by the way, in Bryce's. I don't think it was the initial press conference, but in, in after the fact, where he said we're going to bring a championship back to DC. <laughs> did he say that? He did Ooh. say that. And it's you know on the one hand, yeah. you know that's been that's been it. like your train. That's just what yeah. you say. That's you've been living in this that's one hard. place for a long time. I remember when I switched, so I had worked. At the University of Sioux Falls, I had worked in residence life, and I had done like done games for them and different things like that. And just a transition to the University of North Dakota years later, like this was probably a good three or four year gap, and I still had a hard time saying University of North Dakota without immediately thinking University of, and you just put in Sioux Falls, yeah, because that's just what my it background. Can, it was. can happen. It, just, and again, people, you know, it, people, it, that can happen. But uh, but yeah, that's a uh, interesting. Tough I look mean, though. Tough look though for our guy Bryce. That was not great. <laughs> not great. He probably got rival. over it though. I think he's okay. It's Thirteen year guaranteed. <laughs> he, he it's all good. Quick, quick check at the bank account. Like I'm gone. Never mind. Uh, so, it's okay. It's I made a mistake. Uh, so um, good times there on the hot stove. We still haven't had like uh, there are a bunch of free agents that are still out there. We're still waiting on Bill Shaves' hot stove report card. I want to just wait until we get everybody else signed and have all those things figured out. We're gonna we're gonna go through. And it feels it. like there's a lot of guys still a lot of guys, out there. Ton of guys. A yeah. ton of guys. I, and there's going to be some folks that are going to sign one-year deals yep. that we're going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I think you know Kimbrel being one, right? Yeah, same thing. I, I mean, but who knows? I think he ends up with the Braves, but we'll see. It's a staring contest right now. Big time. It's a big staring contest. At least spring training is actually going on right now, and you can see these games and see people in, in 84-degree temperatures, not too yep. far away from the land, Florida, enjoying right. themselves down in Arizona as well. So baseball just around the corner, even though it doesn't feel like it outside. Yes. Um, soccer very much in full swing. Let's let's get our soccer conversation out of the way. Both our teams had derby matches this weekend. The North London derby between Spurs and Arsenal. The Merseyside derby between Liverpool and Everton. Both ended in stalemates, Bill, but both were very exciting. They are very exciting. And, I, and I'll tell you, that was a... Uh, it, it, those, those, I can only imagine the, 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 the ratcheted up, uh, I guess, uh, uh, emotions that yeah. take place. And just, you could see it in some, some of the footage. I mean, it's just amazing. It really is. You know, not so much maybe in the Liverpool-Everton match because there was no goals. Yeah. But, but, but when there's a goal, I mean, it's just, it's funny, you know, some of the reactions you see. Uh, in that Spurs match, you go down one nothing. Aaron Ramsey scores in a counterattack. Basically one on that really nice, really nice goal to yeah. be patient and be. I mean, counterattack or <laughs> I got sucked in. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, holy cow! <laughs> I mean, and it can. I, you've seen so many sports. I just watched it and just went, "Oh, this is not good." Yeah. I could see it happening. It's not good, not good. Then all of a sudden, he kind of missed it, and it was like. Oh boy, he's got 50, he's got the whole yeah. half of the field. You don't see a breakaway like that very often in soccer, where there literally wasn't anybody in the picture when Aaron Ramsey picked the ball up, 
It had yep. nobody in front of him. It was no, really he actually one made one. a nice play. He, he did. Now, the Spurs came back, hustled in defense. They Ramsey, did. Ramsey had to. It wasn't like one-on-one. No, no. But uh, still, patience got the got the keeper to go down and then scored. Yeah, yeah I mean, he he as they had said, I, they just said he's not as fleet as as others. If if someone was, they it really yeah. would have been a one on one, one on zero. Yeah, Spurs though benefited perhaps from maybe a bit of a dodgy penalty call later on in the game. Maybe depending on if you ask Paul Ralston, who had a great <laughs> great tweet about this, a big Arsenal fan. Polly wasn't happy with the penalty that was given. No, we talked this morning and he was in a little bit better mood. Um, and I, I'd said that Time heals all wounds. that I saw, you know, but I thought Derek, my son said somewhere along the line, it, it, is it offsides when the ball gets touched? And he didn't touch the ball. Yeah. But, but you you affect the play. That's what they always say. Did you affect the play when you were in an offside position? And I think that was what the, that was the argument, I think, but. Yeah, I don't know. He definitely got. He definitely got. Uh, it was definitely a penalty. Mm-hmm. If he, if, and again, I'm not going to go there yet. But let's just say he was offsides. But just say he wasn't. It definitely it was, was a penalty. Was a penalty. Yep, so. Unlike, at the, the end of the match, the, the last penalty. Yep. So, so if you didn't watch the match. There's a contact in the box. Spurs get a penalty. Harry Kane scores 1-1. Because with, he scores. With like, because he does. With like 12 minutes to go. A little later on in the match then, Arsenal also get a penalty call. Again, not a penalty at all. It's I, Davinson Sanchez barely touched. I don't know if it was, was it Lacazette Abami. Aubameyang takes the penalty. I can't remember who drew the penalty. but He did. Minimal contact. It was awful. Guy goes down in the box. They get a penalty. And... Yeah, I mean, Hugo Lloris saved it, which was great. I mean, it it probably was one of those, uh, as Tyler O'Hara said across, and again, he's a Liverpool fan, so he could care less about the match (laughs) other than he found it entertaining. And he just said, you know, it's you kind of get what you get. It really wasn't a penalty, so it got saved. Yeah. Um, One interesting thing to note after the fact then, the second part of it was Jan Vertonghen, who had entered the box to help make the goal line clearance on the rebound. Sure. Entered way too early. Like the pen, you're supposed to wait outside the 18 yard box if you're not taking the penalty, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like going into the free throw line or, yeah. or into the lane, excuse me, on a free throw. Yeah. He runs in mm-hmm. before Aubameyang kicks the yeah. ball. He's he's basically level with Aubameyang when he kicks the it ball. It was a makeup call. It's the same thing. It's all. It's also funny how it all plays out. Yeah. So many. He was not going to. He wasn't going to call that after no, he called after what he just called. Exactly. So well played, Yan. He did. You know what? You got to give him credit. He knew. Make the call. I dare you to make this call. (laughs) I think in the end, 1-1 seemed to be the fair result. I guess. Yeah. I mean, what what ends up happening now, there's four teams for two spots in the Champions League, top four, and your team and Man City, who is now snuck snuck up by a point. Yes. So we don't control our own destiny. You don't. You don't. But it's still too many matches to, 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 because it's been so tight. It would be hard to say that, you know, you control your own destiny because it's just been so tight. Yeah. Nine to go. Yep. One point between City and Liverpool. Spurs are nine back, but they've got a three point edge on Man U and then Chelsea and Arsenal are like close. They're both like, well, Chelsea's got one still match in hand. That's oh sure. True. Yep. So they actually will be, they could jump with three. So, uh, but yeah, there's nine left. Uh, My guess is the Spurs will have a big influence on who ends up winning the Premier League. They play them both. They play, play City both. and Liverpool, both on the both on the road. Both correct? on the road. So, that's not good. Stay tuned. That's not good. That one, <laughs> that's not good. We need Deli Alley back. Oh, yeah, we just need we need reinforcements back. Yeah, yeah, just like the hockey team. Uh, seriously, there's been a lot of injuries that they've had, and again, we've gone through it before. But because they're opening a new stadium, supposedly uh, at some point, is uh, 
probably next year. Yeah, but at but, this point. Right? At this point, I think. But at the end of the day, when they finally do open that stadium, maybe maybe an influx of dollars can happen so that they can uh, maybe go get some additional yeah, players for excellent. the roster. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, by the way, one other side note from the world of soccer, Chelsea, who again, this is Christian Pulisic's future team. They made a deal this offseason, so U.S. superstars going there. Kind of in a weird state right now where they've been their managers. It's, it, we, we talked about it last week on the pod. Chelsea, not in a good spot right now, even though they may be able to qualify for Champions League. They were recently banned. They, got, they received a two-transfer window ban because of their involvement with recruiting players who were under 16 from foreign countries. That's like a big no-no in terms of FIFA. And, and other teams have gotten dinged on this. Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, and Barcelona have all had transfer bans recently because they've broken some rules with, with trying to recruit youth players that aren't, aren't Spanish in those cases and British in, in Chelsea's case. It's just one of those interesting notes where now all of a sudden the transfer window essentially is like it's the trade deadline mm-hmm. basically for these teams. It's their opportunity to sign players to make moves. And now one of the biggest teams in England is going to be basically shut out of that now for, for both the summer window next year and then the January window that season. I, did, I wasn't tracking on that. That's interesting. That's a big deal. That, well, especially given how the resources they have. Yeah. And so they are big players always. But that's interesting. So what ends up happening then? They just have to go with what they have? you got to go with what you got. So now the, the, the one thing is you can still sell players. I was just going to say. So you, you're not restricted to letting players leave. So then they just have to figure out. Anybody so else you in. just have to figure out the depth of your club yep. then. Yep. Right? So, so you'd bring in younger guys that are playing on their, for lack of a better term, their JV team. Correct. Their U23s. And, and that's a lot of Chelsea fans actually aren't super upset about this because, because on, it gives them a the chance hand, to do that they have a great academy system they have all these guys out on loan they've been they've been chelsea's been doing this for years they buy good young players and they just loan them out like we're, you're never really going to play for us but we'll loan you out and then we'll sell you on and we'll make money off it that's kind of their business model so now they've got all these guys on their books they'll just keep them instead of loaning them out oh. and so it kind of oh. gives some of these young guys an opportunity now to play to be honest so but it's unique the, the one thing that would be a negative, of course, is that if they get a new manager in, which they probably will, Maurizio Sarri is mm-hmm. good and sacked at this point. I have no idea how he's still in the, the job at the moment. If they get a new manager who has a different philosophy in terms of playing style, now they can't bring in players from the outside yep. that fit that style. So it's it's kind of a unique thing. But just goes to show, it would basically be like, let's say, for it's recruiting example. recruiting violations. It, it is. You, you basically get slapped with a ban only instead of not being able to play in the postseason. Totally. You just can't recruit anybody. Totally. That's pretty much what it is. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, no, it, it should be fun. Uh, you know, the, the last nine matches for sure. Yeah. And it, I guess uh, Champions League again this week. That's right. You guys are not playing this week? We're next week. Yep. So you're, you're this week mm. or next week. Yep. We'll Looking be in Germany. I'll tell you what, just bar. can't be a 5-1 loss. <laughs> That would be very sad. Yeah. That would be the sad yeah, pod next that'd week. Sad. That'd be real sad. Yeah. Yes, Spurs in great shape. Do they play Tuesday or Wednesday? This Tuesday. Week? No, Tuesday. Tuesday, Beautiful. 2 o'clock. Yeah. Good. Good. So, well, you got one foot in to the quarterfinals already. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's the Spurs. You just never know. It's the Spurs. Spurs. So. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I, they really it's are. It's always entertaining. It's always entertaining. It's always entertaining. I mean, they, they, are, oh, they, they play entertaining matches. If you don't like anything about soccer and you wonder what, usually put on a Spurs game and it'll, you just never Something, know. Something's going to happen. Something will something's go. Going to happen. No different than the Steelers that I follow. Yeah. Usually they're, they're uh, right? We've talked yeah, about that before. Every yeah. week, like they just never have a button down 38 to 7 win yeah. where you just don't feel like you expend a lot of emotional uh, capital, which I have teams that expend a lot of emotional capital. <laughs> That's what ends up happening. Yeah, that's true. But you know, but they keep you coming back, Bill. Well, they do. They do. Cool. Well, on that note, uh, a big week. 
save up. Hopefully, everybody out there, you've invested a lot in these these teams. Yep. North Dakota men's, women's basketball, North Dakota hockey. A couple more chances to expend some of that capital, investing into this team again one more time. And enjoy. Enjoy it all. It's well, th thank down. you for everyone that does do that, too. I mean, it's a uh, it's 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 we we truly do appreciate it. And it is sad when it kind of comes to a conclusion to some degree. And we're kind of in the one of the final laps, at least for these programs. So uh, so stay tuned. Uh, big, big week ahead. Yeah, Enjoy it all. So on behalf of Bill Chaves and David Polsky, I'm Alex Hunter. Thanks again so much for listening. Enjoy the basketball, the hockey, the track, the softball. Enjoy it all this week and we'll talk to you next week again.